Welcome to the Black Shopping Bag. I'm your host, LaShonda McClellan Ford. And I'm Lee Smith Jr. We are experts, shopping experts, and consumers, and we just so happen to be black. <laughs> Go figure. And so, let's talk a little bit about um, the premise of the Black Shopping Bag, but first... How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. Today is a beautiful Sunday in July, and we're feeling fabulous and nice. <laughs> yes, we're sitting there drinking wine and eating popcorn. And Twizzlers and all that other good stuff. Right. So, um, I just wanted to, well, we just wanted to clue you in a little bit more about the premise of the black shopping bag. We love black people, mm-hmm. and we love shopping. Mm-hmm. Put it together. You get the black shopping bag. That's the short short uh, synopsis of who we are. Right. But as a professional buyer, and Lee's a, a digital media professional, we're also consumers. And we've created this platform to celebrate high-quality products made by black, black manufacturers and artisans. So we buy black products or, black, or products created by black people, but... We also buy products that are made by who I like to call our allies. We, we, we buy products. We buy stuff that we, we like and love and that we want to buy. Right. But we, we're just trying to have better experiences um, as consumers. Sure. So we should note that we actually do shop here at the Black Shopping Bag. We yeah. don't have any sponsorships. Um, so when I speak about specific products... Um, it's because we have put our money where our mouth is, and we believe that circulating dollars within the black community is extremely important. Let's talk about what's going on. Yeah, so, you know, you talked about that. So what's in your black shopping bag this this week? This week, um, I have Effie's paper in my black shopping bag. Um, the reason why I'm focusing on Effie's paper is for two reasons. Um, first of all, let me tell you what the website is. It's www.effiespaper.com and Effies is E-F-F-I-E-S. Effies, paper, P-A-P-E-R.com. Mm. So here's the thing about Effies paper. Effie is on trend um, with really cool sarcasm like novelty gifts. Um, so there are mugs, travel mugs, um, cosmetics bags, desk accessories that have really cute sayings on them. I have uh, tumblers in front of me now. One that's super cute. It says Slay Girl Slay and has a cute pink top and it's in gold metallic writing. And I also have a, a awesome tumbler which is my favorite it says black girl magic in gold that was nice yeah and i think this this holds about 16 ounces excuse me 16 ounces worth of um of liquid yeah um so you so, can put coffee in this yeah, coffee tea yes and and wine you know <laughs> you could you could hide your wine in in something like this but I have her pencils. I have a boss lady notepad on my desk. And I have um, the badass post-it notes. And one of the reasons why I'm focusing on Effie is because she both has a retail 
um, side of her business, but she also has a wholesale side of her business. And I know it's hard for a lot of people to break into the wholesale side because it's hard to get your costs down so that you can offer it to a retailer. Mm. Now, I, as a buyer, I purchase um, Effie's paper and carry it in a couple of the stores um, that I buy for. Effie's paper is a brainchild of Kaylin Johnson. She's absolutely fabulous. I met her at a trade show, which is a place where buyers go to source products. I rarely see people of color. When I saw her, I stopped and had to get to know her. And it just so happens that we are both part of um, uh, the same organization, uh, one of the same organizations. Um, So we had that in common. But I absolutely fell in love with her product. Mm -hmm. And I encourage you all to go to effiespaper.com and check out these adorable gifts. They make really cute add-on gifts. You know, if you are buying an office gifts from one of your friends or you want to do stocking stuffers or, you know, you just want to pick up something cute for yourself. It's definitely centered around woman power, feminism. Um, Anybody could shop there, but the bonus is that she has products that are specifically geared towards women of color and black women. That's great. What's your site again? Effiespaper.com. Awesome. And um, I'm going to write down some notes with my pencils from Effiespaper.com. And my pencils, uh, they're inscribed. It says, I'm not bossy. I'm the boss. I absolutely love those pencils. That's great. So there you go. What else is in your shopping bag? Well, this technically is not in my shopping bag. Um, I was reading an article um, on InStyle.com. Uh, about Issa Rae, who is the new cover girl of True Blend Matte Made Foundation. And um, obviously, I consume everything that Issa Rae does. <laughs> but this th- this particular foundation, I want to test. I want to put it in my black shopping bag. Okay. So, um, Issa says one of the most frustrating things is going into a store in a pinch and trying to find a shade um, and realize that basically these cosmetic companies aren't checking for us, meaning black women. And she says, it's such a gut punch to be like, oh no, no one even thought of me. No one even is checking for my skin tone. So Issa is the new face of CoverGirl's True Blend Matte Foundation, and it comes in 40 different shade options, uh, which makes it one of the most inclusive lines of foundation on the market. So that's going to be in my black shopping bag. I can't tell you how, I mean, I I wear MAC as um, a brand, but I also, you know, will go and get a quick drugstore foundation particularly when I'm traveling and I forget something and it's hard trying to find foundation in my tone. I normally come out like an ashy brown. So I'm looking forward to, to trying this and um, letting you guys know how it turns out. Yeah. You know, I think that that's so important too, because you think about like, you know, reaching the customer Mm -hmm. or the consumer 
And, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, high-end products like a Mac or some of these high-end products that you see in Glamour Magazine or Cosmopolitan seem to be targeted or marketed for uh, a, a woman of, of a certain means that can afford certain mm-hmm. things. And so, you know, a, a really, really intuitive um, 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 a company will be making sure that they're reaching women of several income levels. And so I think that marketing to a, a, a broad swath of people of color or just different shade tones on the drugstore level affordability right. is a, an important marketing tool to help um, folks feel like they're included and heard and seen. Yeah, I think um, the foundation retails on average for about $9. So That's great. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So, Lee. Yeah. What is in your black shopping bag? Well, I don't really have anything per se in my black shopping bag, but you know, when it comes to me, I'm always consumed consumed or concerned about how consumers are being treated in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. I think that's important because we're driven by that. How we feel is what makes us buy things or consume. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just wanted to follow up on the last podcast I made a mention of a situation um, at a Bahama Breeze in Ohio, um, which is under the parent company of Darden Restaurants. And Darden includes um, Olive Garden and and Outback Steakhouse and those kinds of restaurants. Apparently, there were a group of women from the Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated um, who I mistakenly said were being uh, charged before they actually ordered. Actually, what had happened was that there was a member of the organization who had been waiting a very, very long time for her check, and she had threatened you know, publicly to say that she was going to leave the premises without paying because she had been waiting so long. And the manager overheard that and called the police. The police came on site and actually stood over all 40 of the women and made them separate out into several different tables and make sure that they paid their bills before they left because they were so afraid that these women were going to all leave and not pay their bill. Mm-hmm. Subsequently, as a result, um, the Deltas did bring a suit, but it was settled civilly. And that um, they Dar- brought a suit. They did bring a suit. Mm. And Darden itself came up with a public apology, and the manager of the restaurant was then fired from, okay. that, from that location. Okay. So was she like at just the table talking to her sorority sisters, going, "Child, I'm about to leave." Because they taking too long. And I'm, here go my money. And I'm about to, you know, was it that? And they overheard it? Or was it like, I'm leaving and I'm not paying? You know what I'm saying? Because we've all been there like, I'm yes. about to go. Right. Yeah. You know, they're taking be- too long. Here, I'll give you my $20 towards the bill. And, you know. I believe that this patron in, in particular was quite vocal about how upset she was about the treatment that she was getting or the service that she was getting or the lack thereof. Mm-hmm. And so in that she was, she very well could have been just been mouthing off to her sorority sisters at the time, but mm-hmm. it was overheard by this overzealous manager mm-hmm. who then in turn called the, the police on these ladies thinking that they were going to leave. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thanks you know, for clearing that up. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then to that, you know, here again, you know, as part of the D9, my fraternity this week has been involved in, in, in sort of a situation where it comes down to service. And what fraternity is that? I am a member of Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated, mm-hmm. the greatest fraternity founded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, that's, okay. That's, that's, that's how I roll. Mm-hmm. But uh, in any case, <laughs> um, the Tuscaloosa, Alabama alumni chapter of Cap Alpha Psi had um, put down a contract or reached out to the Cypress Hill Resort in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, to um, put together a program 
uh, that they were going to be hosting at this particular venue. And uh, they reached out via phone. A contract was drawn up. Um, they were uh, they agreed to all of the terms and agreements. They were down to the 11th hour. And when it came time for a final payment to be made, a member of the organization showed up on, on site to actually finish writing the check and sign the contract or have any final you know, walkthroughs done. And at that time, the manager and the owner of the restaurant or the, of the, or the resort said that they had to renege on the contract because they had dealt with our kind, quote unquote, before mm. and felt like they did not have the security enough to be able to handle um, a group of our magnitude. And so they reneged on the contract. And so mm -hmm. then uh, going forward, Cap Alphasai, this particular alumni chapter, has decided to sue Cypress Hill uh, for the losses that they incurred. Cypress Hill did refund the um, the actual security deposit. But because of the losses that were incurred by the fraternity because of um, pre-sales uh, through Eventbrite and other, other things that they had um, already recouped that money for and begun to spend the money that was being brought in through ticket sales, right. they're suing for the for those losses. And also just to publicly shame um, this particular establishment uh, for for poor service. Shame, shame, shame. Absolutely. What's the name of the company? Cypress Hill in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Shame. Shame, Cy Cypress Hill. Yeah, I mean, but it is Alabama. No shade. No, no shade, shade, but... You know, <laughs> That's a little shade. Yeah, a Come little on, shade. I, I mean... We're not blaming it on the entire state, but Alabama is, you I mean, know, we got to catch up Alabama. Yeah, come on out. The other thing, you know, as you, you have mentioned earlier, too, like, you know, we do have the power now. Yes, it is important for us to shame these these companies who are in the millennial age, you know, of serving everyone. This is the one of the most inclusive times that we've been in, even though we're under... Uh, political disarray right now as far mm -hmm. as like making people feel like others but we are in 2018 and so there are lots of people who can afford the ability to spend money in ways um, and in establishments uh, and so um, uh, companies that are closing the doors to that are really in the you know sort of the dark ages as far as that's concerned and mm -hmm. so we need to as people say to ourselves, yes, it's important for us to shame them and pull them out onto the onto the red carpet to say, shame on you. But at the same time, there's another way to shame people and say, you know what? Fine. You don't want to serve serve me. I'm going to take my thousands of dollars that I'm going to spend here at this establishment and I'm going to spend it somewhere else. That's right. And ultimately, you're going to see that by not opening your doors or not catering to people of color or people that are willing to spend their dollar at your particular establishment, you then will lose out and ultimately it will cause the demise of your company. That's right. That's right. I mean, not to be disrespectful to our um, civil rights leaders, our ancestors and who have fought for our right to be where we, you know, to eat where we want to eat, to, to patronize places that we want to basically for us to have the rights to be human freaking beings in society. But the thing is, and I understand what they were doing then. And I don't think that, you know, what they did was definitely necessary, but today I'd be damned if I'd be sitting in at somebody lunch, lunch counter, forcing them, to take my heart earned money. Right. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I I will not. It just makes absolutely no sense to me why somebody will go in and say, y'all going to take my money. You're going to serve me and we're going to protest 
in this establishment until you do. No, thank you. Right. So no, I won't. I won't be doing that. And right. I, I suggest that black people and people of color or anybody else not do that. Just, just don't, just don't go there. Right. You know, don't patronize these establishments. Waffle House, nah. No. No thanks. No thanks. I can go to Ma's Kitchen. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? A black-owned restaurant downtown, wherever it is, that's serving uh, just as good of a good breakfast or anything else that you would be able to get. That's right. Waffle House does not have the the you know the carte blanche on on good Southern breakfast or whatever it is. It's just it's horrible. Oh, it's I shouldn't great... say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. Anyway. Yeah, so, so that's that's what's going on with me. Okay, so the captains are suing. Yes, we are suing. Okay. I'll, I'll follow up with that and see where we end up with that lawsuit. Yes, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to figure out how they signed the contract. Did they send a white capper to... to, to no, so, you know how it is when you first reach out to an organization, you might call them and say, hey, I'm looking to have this particular, you know. Yeah, but they had to sign a contract in order for them to, to decide uh, that they was going to promote it and sell tickets. Apparently on CNN.com, they were actually saying that Cypress Hill was unaware that Cap Alphacide was a predominantly black They knew. Somebody had to lock in the the. the contract but in the in their you know paperwork they always talk about like we cater to everyone from state government yeah but my but my thing is when they went and sat down with the salesperson at the banquet facility right that person more than likely the the person who signed the contract was a a african-american male right Right. you know Mm -hmm. very could it could have been a white cap but they they knew Right. That person might not have had a problem, but somebody else above them probably was like, hold up, wait a minute now. Right. You got about 300 Negroes coming up in here right. to have an event. I just made up that number. I don't know how many people. Yes. But that's what probably happened because, I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. Right. Agreed. So, we'll anyway. See where, we'll see where we end up. Okay. So, in keeping in line with, you know, commenting about the D9 organizations and their impact on the uh, community and on the economy, I just wanted to bring a note that Alpha Kappa Alpha just wrapped their biennial boule or their convention in Houston, Texas, uh, July 6th through the 12th. And they were able to bring to that to that city, the great city of Houston, 19,200 women that were registered um, to to take part in that their their convention. How many? Nineteen thousand two hundred women that were black registered. Women. Black women that were registered. That's just registered. There, of course, there are the ladies that come that are from the area or just want to come and hang out that aren't actually registered. So I'm sure that the numbers were swelling into the twenty thousands. Mm-hmm. But the issue is that, um, or the big point to make is that the the mayor of Houston was actually able to say that they brought in thirty million plus dollars to the economy of Houston, the city of Houston alone. So that just goes to show you the, the, the fiscal impact that these organizations have and how they should be respected, um, you know, globally and especially, you know, with, with, with local businesses, because that's a lot of money to, to bring into one particular city yeah. to explode their, their economy in that way for the city of Houston. $30 million plus dollars were added to the, to the economy there. You have hotels, you have restaurants, restaurants, you have shopping. Yes. And my favorite mall in Houston is Galleria Mall in terms of shopping. Sure. And um, that's a lot of money. That's a lot Car of money. Car rentals. Car rentals, hotels. Airbnb. Yeah. 
there's just so many things that you know when we think about what's in the black shopping bag. Yeah. You know, the, all of those things we talk about are are basically being consumed by a group of women in one week. Yeah. That's one week's worth of money that's spent. So you think about the, the year's worth of of time. And so, you know, throughout the summer, several of the other organizations that, that comprise the D9 will be hosting their uh, conventions in other cities. I think the Omegas are in uh, Houston. No, the Omegas are in New Orleans, as well as um, Zeta Phi Beta. And I believe that Sigma Gamma Rho just wrapped their uh, biennial convention in Dallas, Texas. The, the amount of consumption that 19,000 plus women... Yes. Black women. Yes. No telling how many got nails done. Exactly. Who, Hair done. Who needed and who needed to, you know, uh, one of my girlfriends, uh, because, you know, I went to school in Houston and asked me if I had, um, if I knew about a nail salon where she can go get her nail fixed. She was out there for the convention. Wow. And I was like, I didn't know. But, you know, just things like that. Absolutely. You know, she, people grabbing stuff at the last minute, Walgreens, right. CVS, makeup, just, right. you know. You, the black dollar gets taken for granted. Yes. And it's my understanding that they set a world record for the largest seated either dinner or luncheon. Yeah, it was a Nin- dinner. The, the, their, their final dinner that they had, it was, well, clearly 19,000 plus women were seated under one roof um, there uh, for a actual plated seated dinner served dinner so they set the um i heard that i read that they set the guinness book that's a guinness world, yeah, yeah guinness world, world book yeah world record yeah that's absolutely phenomenal a phenomenal amazing amazing work from from these organizations that's just one organization yeah you think about that in one week how much money that they were able to add to the economy of houston texas so the black dollar Particularly black women. I'm not trying to, you yeah, know. Yeah, sure, sure. Black women in particular, we show up and show out. Yes, yes. And we will interject some money yes. into a business. Yes. Or, in this case, an, an economy. That's right. Like nobody else. That's right. That's so, right. see it, learn it, yep. and respect and it. respect it. All right. All right, great. So, because we're going to move on to entertainment news. So. Well, entertainment news. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, that's always kind of like what we do as far as consumers. We're always trying to look to entertain ourselves, you mm-hmm. know. And whether that be eating out or movies or whatever. So, I want to clue in on movies. And I will say that this Friday, July 6th, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, the premiere or the debut of the bi- biography or the documentary mm-hmm. of... Whitney Houston called Whitney mm-hmm. debuted on, on Friday, July 6th. And when I tell you it was a thorough, no holds barred, leave everything on the table expose on the rise and fall uh, of that superstar. It wow. was just absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, they really, really did a great juxtaposition of using Whitney's voice and her music at the time by interspersing it with. Um, imagery from what was going on at the time with the Rodney King um, uh, riots uh, to the um, Gulf War mm-hmm. uh, at the time when she sang the Star Spangled Banner and how she rose to such fame and such adoration because her voice at the time by her singing it the way she did mm-hmm. was really such a beacon of hope 
for people at a time when I, we were so down as, as a country in, in terms of our morale. And so um, it just showed that whole thing and just a deep dive and like expose and like what it is to actually be in the industry as, as, a, as an artist um, and what is expected of you from these record companies and how they try to basically take what is a God-given talent and sort of craft it into this sort of um, archaic or kind of machine kind of way of Clive um, Davis uh-huh. yeah like they, they talk about how Clive basically really did groom her um, in a way that uh, positioned her to be the, the superstar that she was and it really at, at, the, at the end went against the total package of who she really was as a person and that was really her battle it's a roller coaster of emotion bring your, bring, bring your Kleenexes along it, it's, it's a definitely an, an enjoyable time Wow, okay, I can't yeah. wait to see it. Go check it out. All right. So, let's move on to our next segment. Sure. Wellness and health. Okay. What is in your wellness black shopping bag? Well, in my wellness uh, black shopping bag, um, I'm really big on, like, you know, checking out, like, black foodies. Um, there are lots of new black foodies that are out there um, in the marketplace that are taking what we've always known as, you know, traditional Southern foods mm-hmm. or West Indian Collard foods. Collard greens, oxtails. Hop and John. Yeah. You know, uh, skillet cornbread, uh, ribs, chicken, all those kinds of things. They're still giving you the full flavor, but they're taking it and, and updating them with very healthy uh, recipes. So I just wanted to highlight a few of them that I know of. Okay. And uh, one of them is Chop It Up With Gabe. Gabe. Gabe, yep. So Gabe is a Dallas-based chef. Um, Gabe shows off his grilling skills and love for Southern cuisine on his profile. And you can find everything from chicken and waffles to crab legs to a slew of Southwestern-inspired dishes. Um, You know, summertime is a perfect time for grilling. He grills everything from even watermelon. Mm. So, like, you know, just grilling takes on to mix mix everything that you you, um, ingest to have a a delicious flavor. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can find Gabe on Instagram at Chop It Up With Gabe. And that's C-H-O-P-I-T-U-P-W-I-T-H-G-A-B-B. So Chop It Up With Gabe. Check him out. All right, Gabe. Yeah. Then we also have, for the vegans out there, right. we have I Can, You Can Vegan. And uh, she is a food blogger and photographer. Her name is Desiree. And she globe treks in search of the best vegan dishes from around the world that, that she can offer up on her website. Mm-hmm. And you can check her out at I Can, You Can Vegan. So check her out. Also, there is... Kaluni's Kitchen. Kaluni is Kenyan. She's a Kenyan foodie who shows you how to turn simple dishes like potato wedges into full course meals. So you really want to check her out. There are all these great foodies from around the world who you think are going to be bringing their their local cuisine um, into the the marketplace to make it much more palatable to everyone. So you can check out Kaluni at Kaluni's Kitchen. And that's spelled K-A- L-U-H-I-S-K-I-T-C-H-E-N, Kaluni's Kitchen. So be sure to check out those foodies. Okay, and you are right. You got this from? Blavity.com. Okay. Yeah, you can check that out also. There's a whole list of them. There are like 10 of them or so. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to highlight these three for an effort of time. 
But um, there's a list of about 10 good uh, black foodies that are out there, and that can be found on Blabbity.com. We like Blabbity.com. You can consume a lot of blackness over there. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's what I've got. All right. So, um, what else is in that grocery bag? So, in the grocery bag, in terms of wellness, you know, you often hear people talking about the goodness of avocados. Mm -hmm. You know, it's summertime. And, of course, you know, you go out to a Mexican restaurant. What's the first thing you get? guac and and chips right you know everything is about guacamole well guacamole is really made from avocados avocados most people think you know if it's if it's not sweet they think it might be a vegetable but Mm -hmm. actually avocados are fruit Mm -hmm. and they're from the um, mexican region and uh they're fruit that are about 234 calories per avocado yeah um, and they're full of great trans fats, which are good for the system, um, and, and those oils that are good for, for our body as well. So um, they're definitely good to eat. They're, they're the, what you call the good fats. You know, you hear people talk about stay away from fats, stay away from fat. There are good fats and bad fats, and avocados are definitely one of those things that are a good fat. Mm-hmm. So it's good to eat an avocado a day or so. Um, they're very filling, um, but extremely healthy. And so, um, you know, oftentimes when people buy them, especially if they're unfamiliar with them, you know, they see them, they're kind of like a strange looking fruit. They're dark. They're kind of rough on the exterior. Um, but you have to, and they have this big, really round, hard pit in the middle of them when you cut them open. Um, but you have to know how to buy them. And most of the time when you see them in the stores, they're already ready to buy. So they're dark. And if you press on them a little bit, they should give in a little bit. There should be a little softness. You don't want to buy anything that's too mushy. Mm-hmm. If it's too mushy, it's bad. If it just gives it a little bit, it's perfect. And if you, in turn, come across the ones that are dark green but hard, there you can still purchase them. They're usually cheaper because they're not yet ripe. Right. But if you buy them and they're hard, bring them home. You can ripen them up quickly, usually overnight, by placing them in a dark um, um, mm-hmm. a pra- brown paper bag. Place them on the counter. And if you want to increase the the, uh, the, um, the ripeness or the ripening effect, you can put a banana in the bag with the avocados. And the gas that emits from the ripening banana will also quickly ripen the avocados. And so then you'll be able to use it in the morning and, of course, make some dynamic, delicious avocado toast. So... I'll have that recipe for you if you want to try that out on the next episode. Um, I have to admit, I've never had avocado toast before. What? I, I've made avocado sandwiches. Okay. But, you know, this whole avocado toast thing is just like this hipster trend. And, you know. It so is you, It is a little, a little trendy, you know. But I would say that an avocado toast is essentially just an open-faced avocado sandwich. Okay, that's what I thought. So that technically, I've had it already. Okay, you just haven't had mine yet. So okay. you, you guys wait until Shonda has my avocado toast, and then she'll be she'll be hooked. Okay, she'll we'll she'll do, be a hipster. Maybe we'll do a little video of that. Sure. Okay. I love it. All right. So now we're at the portion of the show. We're at the end, and I uh, want to end on a mindful moment. This is our mindful moment segment. And in this segment, I want to discuss meditation and how it's important to keep things in perspective through meditation. Black people, you know, we know how to pray. We could pray a prayer, um, but meditation is something that we don't necessarily do. Prayer can also be seen as a form of meditation, but I want to talk about meditation um, without uh, the connection to any particular religion. Mm. 
I want to talk about just being um, balanced and having a clear mind and being present. So one of the questions that I get when I talk to people about meditation is that their minds, their minds just raced everywhere. They're constantly thinking of things. Meditation is not about being devoid of brain activity. You're going to have thoughts, you have memories, you have things that you that that you have to do in the future that you're thinking about. So, when those things cross your mind when you sit down and close your eyes and something comes across your mind, how you become clear and still is you focus on your breath. That brings you to the present moment. So that you're not thinking about the past or the future. You're thinking about right now. And at that moment, you are sitting and you are breathing. You're not doing anything else. Mm. Few breaths in, you're breathing in positivity and you're breathing out negativity. I recommend for those, for meditation beginners is to go on YouTube and do a guided meditation. Mm. They, there are guided meditations um, in the morning. They're five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 50 minutes. So you, you can meditate on gratitude. You can meditate on positive energy. You can meditate on, um, you know, laws of attraction, like attracting abundance in your life. Wow. Just all sorts of things um, you can meditate on. So I recommend doing that first. And although they're putting words and ideas in your head as you meditate, it helps you to focus on those those words or ideas one at a time. And so eventually, when you start to just practice meditating regularly, you're not even going to want those videos because that's going to be too much noise for you. Mm. You know, that's like the talking you're not even going to want because you're going to learn how to be so present in your breath. You're going to learn how to focus so well that you're gonna, you're not going to need the outside stimuli of a guide. Interesting. So I um, encourage everyone to meditate. There is a community of of community of um, wellness uh, or women in, in wellness, um, people of color on Instagram that I just uh, started to follow called Om Noir. Mm. And that's O-M-N-O-I-R-E, Om Noir. Follow them and you'll see um, yogis, um, nutritionists, and uh, all types of wellness um, advisors listed on this this Instagram account. So, we Great. we are in the process of launching our own Instagram uh, account. We're taking pictures uh, of the products that have been coming in. We have been ordering like crazy. So we're excited to present some of our best finds. We're also in the process of launching the blackshoppingbag.com. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. In the meantime, if you have any comments or questions, you should reach out to us at the blackshoppingbag at gmail.com. Again, the black shopping bag at gmail.com. We would love to hear uh, some feedback from you. Yeah.
Yeah, so I enjoyed talking to you today. Lee. I sure did. And um, I'm excited about what's coming up in uh, episode three. We're working on a couple of couple of hot things, and we're also working on some some great guests. Yes, as well. Yeah. So we hope you've enjoyed uh, this show. And as always, if, if it's, it's black, black, if it's, it's hot, hot, and it, it makes, makes you feel good, good put, put it in, in your, your black shopping bag. bag. All right, guys, we're signing off. Bye-bye.